And now, on with the show. Alright, 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 here we go. Uh, once again, we're here. It's Weekend Watch, a production of the Three Guys One Up Podcast Network. I'm M, uh, your host, Spencer. There's a couple other hosts, David. I and Keith. Oh hey. What's up, guys? What's happening? We're here to talk about some movies. We're here to talk about some shows. Um sometimes. Uh <laughs> there's no shows this week. Uh, maybe, you know, stuff later. you can watch on your favorite streaming service this weekend. Um, we're, we got a theme. We got a theme this week. Do you guys love heist movies as much as I love heist movies? I fucking love heist movies. I love all different kinds of heist movies. You know, the intricate, like, oh, man, who? how's this going to work heist movie? The nitty gritty, like, fuck you type of heist movie. Like, heist movies are great. They're they're fun. Good stuff. They really are. Um we got a few. We got a few a few heist movies we're going to talk about. There's we got the nitty gritty. We got the elaborate plan. We got the other elaborate plan. other elaborate plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, let's start with an elaborate plan. Uh, David, what is your heist movie pick? The Italian Job. Now hold on. Uh, the original no. or the remake? The only one that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is going to be on, uh, Hobo right now, HBO. Um, and honestly, the only reason that I watched this, cause I think this is the only, no, I, I saw Ocean's Eleven before. I, I, I have, I'm pretty light in the category of heist movies over here, but this is a movie that I, I, I think I saw this in theaters when it came out and I just loved it. Um, after a heist in Venice, Steve turns on his partners in crime, killing safecracker John Bridger and keeping all the gold for himself. The rest of the team, including leader Charlie Croker, driver Handsome Rob, explosives man Left Ear, and tech geek Lyle, vows revenge. They enlist the help of Bridger's daughter, Stella, and, put, and plot to recover the gold from Steve's Los Angeles mansion. Um... This is like this movie's fantastic. It's got a stellar cast. It's eminently quotable. I think. Uh, I mean, I still have that scene just like memorized verbatim of Mosdef explaining why he doesn't fuck with dogs. <laughs> um, just I had like, a bad experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's. St- I mean that. <laughs> like I said, it's just like playing in my head right now because it's so memorable. Um. You do got to deal with a little bit of Mark Wahlberg, but he's not his most insufferable in this movie. And uh, the rest before of the... we knew he was racist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Edward Norton, the 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 shitty backstabber. Um, yeah, who else? Seth Green doing Charlie's amazing Seth Green Yeah. What do you guys What do you guys think about this movie? Is this because I've never seen the original? Is this Is, is this do it justice is it better uh you know the original is a different thing um, it's much different yeah it's, it's much different um i love them both for their for separate reasons frankly yeah um, i agree with that first impressions of this movie i i've seen this many times many well a few times 
um probably at this in the theaters too if i'm remembering correctly uh this movie is definitely the thing that made me fall in love with mini coopers yeah <laughs> uh, that, that pretty iconic that this movie was like made to sell mini coopers i i, <laughs> I mean it i mean part of me all right i haven't read anything about the background right hold on one second um all right let me check all right while you're checking that I yeah, yeah say... you, you talk you talk I gotta say I love this movie. This is uh, Lauren's, my, my wife's favorite heist movie for sure. Anytime she gets the chance to watch this, she's she's down. This is it's just a fun movie. It's got good comedy. It's got the good uh, run around in the heist. It, it has the nice little love story to it. You know, it, it's got something for everyone. I don't think I don't know. It's really tough to not like this movie. I think it's some it's something that everybody can enjoy. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so, yeah, in the original, if I am remembering correctly, there were Mini Coopers, like the old style. Yeah, for sure. Like some of the vehicles that were used in the film. Um, and then in the very late 90s, BMW buys out the Mini Cooper brand um, and re-releases them, right? The, the first model years were 2003s. Yeah. Um, and this movie came out in 2003. I'm a little curious how much involvement BMW had in making this film uh, become a reality. Like it was it actually a big commercial because <laughs> it worked. It, it kind of was. <laughs> and it, did, it did a damn good job. I remember seeing those minis and being like, fuck, these are good looking minis. My mom bought a mini in 2000 in, in like 2006, nice. but it was a 2004 mini that she bought. It was one of the like first, S class mini. Oh man, that thing was hot rod. Those, those I, have a, I have a mini now. <laughs> yeah, they're fun fucking cars. They really are. It's stupid fun to drive. Um, yeah. My other thought on this movie after seeing it again is how ridiculous it is that that gold is only worth thirty five million dollars. <laughs> uh, I, I did the calculation. Thirty five million dollars in two thousand two uh, is equal to fifty four million today, and that's not enough money for him to be living in a house that size in Los Angeles, being able to have a helicopter guard his gold as he tries to transfer it, have six full-time security guards at his mansion. That's not enough money. It's not enough money to live that life. Uh, you're I, times back then. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I, I never pay million. attention to the money in heist movies. It's just large sum. I don't know. The, the house he was living in was was probably just to upkeep that house. That thirty five million would be gone in like three years. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be out of business in a week's time. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it, it's just not. It's not enough money. It's not enough money to live that life, Edward Norton. Uh, but uh, that being said, it's a great heist movie. It's a lot of fun. You got a few little twists and turns. It's good. It's a good movie. So yeah, check it out. The Italian Job, uh, HBO Max. HBO. Well, why don't we talk about another uh, elaborate, elaborate plan heist movie? And this is the 2001 film Ocean's Eleven. I say 2001 because there is this one is also a remake of an old classic heist movie starring the Rat Pack from the early 60s. Yeah, this one is a little closer to your original um material though like they they definitely added their own flair to it but like this is this is a i would say 
between the two Italian jobs, which are very different, these two movies are are a bit more the same. Right. They both involve involve, uh, heisting a casino in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) It is close. You're right. I mean, that is closer. Like, it, it makes a bit more sense. Um, that being said, uh, this one is definitely better than the original and I love the original. Um, but I, this movie has become an, the, an icon, an icon of modern heist films. Uh, Danny ocean is a man of action less than 24 hours into his parole from a New Jersey penitentiary. The rye charismatic thief is already rolling out his next plan following three rules. Don't hurt anybody. Don't steal from anyone who doesn't deserve it and play the game. Like you've got nothing to lose. Danny orchestrates the most sophisticated, elaborate casino heist in history. That's fun. It is fun. I mean, this is this is a really fucking fun movie. This movie's uh, cool. Class. Like, yeah, I, I, it is just cool. That's that's the word that that sums up this movie. It's it's a it's such a cool movie. And and it, I mean, obviously, from its roots in uh, the Rat Pack, those dudes were fucking cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and these yeah. guys are too i mean you got george clooney you got brad pitt you got matt damon like you got some fucking suave motherfuckers in there right we talked yeah. about like the cast of 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 the italian job being like a really star-studded cast and this one takes it and turns it up to 11 <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah george clooney matt damon brad pitt casey affleck scott con don Cheadle, elliot gould bernie mack uh, that was uh, hey, he yeah. rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Birding Mac was so good in this movie too. Fucking so love good. Mac. It really. Carl, Carl Reiner, rest in peace. Yeah. Andy Garcia is the villain. Andy Garcia just should never play anything but a villain. He's so menacing in this too. It's such a nice, light-hearted uh, heist film. He's still just got that menacing gangsterness about him. I love it. It's that voice. Yeah. That low growl. It's perfect. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The 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 twists in this movie, the turns, you know, it now granted I'm basing this off when I first saw it in like two thousand one and was like fourteen years old. I didn't see these twists coming. It keeps you on your toes. It's a lot of fun. Like you you never you never know what to expect. You don't have you don't you won't you won't guess it I- until the end. It's it's that good. It's surprising. Now that we got a bunch of sequels, I gotta talk since since we're, right, we're getting a little extra time um, without two picks every week. Let's let's extend this a bit because this has some interesting sequels. You go from Ocean's Eleven to Ocean's Twelve, and that movie sucks. Big fat dog balls. That that movie's awful. It is just terrible. I kind of liked it. It's, <laughs> it's definitely bad. the weakest of the three. And then you go into Ocean's 13 and that movie is fucking brilliant. They capture it all over again. It's it's almost as good as Ocean's 11. I mean, they go back to Vegas. They were like, oh, everybody hated too, where we left the left the desert. Let's go back to the casinos. Yeah. Plus, they brought in Al Pacino as a as an Andy Garcia clone. Yeah. And man, that's way better. They just made (laughs) I haven't seen 13. They just made 11 over again. I mean, kind of. In it way. makes sense in the plot and it's you know the twists and stuff are are way different and everything but it's they're back to rob another casino and it worked it, it worked <laughs> so much like i i saw it and i was like man 12 sucked i don't know why i'm watching this movie and it was like oh god it made me fall in love with the the whole series it makes 12 better 
because you want to watch 12 to get to 13. Like it's, yeah, it's a good Agreed. movie. We should do a parody movie called like locks 25, where this like really sophisticated group of casino robbers gets finished robbing a casino. And then they're like immediately look at the one next door and they get, they all get those like sly looks in their eyes and there's 25 of them. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm in. Yep. Um, <laughs> ah, man, what a great episode. Um, um, look, did either of you watch oceans eight? I, what? I was just going to bring that up and I haven't. And I don't know if, if that's bad. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. It, it yeah. was good. It was fine. You know, okay. it was an enjoyable heist movie. Um, they kind of make it. It's like the, the women version. It's all women yeah. as the yeah. heisters. Um, and they kind of tied it in too. like the Sandra Bullock's character is named. Her last name is ocean. So they imply she's, I think they even say she's Danny ocean's sister. Okay. Um, yeah, it's worth a watch. It, you know, it's not making any best of all time lists or anything, but it's fun. It's a, if you want another heist movie, check it out. I think it's they got the whole continuation, the whole chunk, the whole quad on, on HBO. So if you're really like an oceans 11, I, I would just keep watching because they're fun. They're fun. They movies. are. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Ocean's 11. It's on HBO Max. Keith, let's get a little grittier with our heists, please. Yeah, let's get something a little different. You know, both your movies, they had that lighthearted funness with having a little bit of like the, the battles on the side. This one is 100% fuel, gasoline on fire the whole time. I'm talking about the town. And man, this is a fucking heist movie. This movie is nuts. Um, it's also an HBO. We just went full blown HBO. They got all the good heists. So um, it, it, this is saying maybe it's also on Netflix. I don't know. Um, anyway, this this is a lot grittier. This is a lot different of a vibe um, where you're getting some some fun, quirky, getting to know you type stuff with all the characters and and. Italian job and oceans you're you're kind of thrown into this really rough and tumble life of these characters Doug and James especially who are best friends known each other their whole lives um did you say been, the name yeah the town oh yeah, okay I, I must have missed it I'm sorry yeah I was looking for it on <laughs> Netflix so I must have missed you saying the name uh, it is on yeah. Netflix by the way okay great Okay, it's the town. I, I, I'm sorry, pretty sorry. sure I said if, if sorry, I I'm going to cut you <laughs> off three more times to apologize for cutting you off the first time. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Doug and James pretty much are, are, are your two main characters played by, played by Ben Affleck and, and Jeremy Renner. And um, they're they're the two kind of masterminds of, of all their heists going on. And you're thrown, like I said, you're kind of thrown into their lives. This is clearly not their first heist. They are professionals, but you're you're getting taste of their backgrounds and and different stuff as this movie is is kind of weaving through the different shenanigans that they get into, and it it focuses in on a little bit different stuff. We see the victim side. We see a little bit more into their their really rough pasts and what got them into this life and the more gangstery side of, of um, what they're doing and it and, and who they're involved with. And yeah, it's, it's just a little bit different. We're not looking at the 
twists and turns of a very elaborate plan. And they are they are very elaborate plans, but it's it's a lot more straightforward, you know. And it's it's a lot more about the the rough adventure that they're going through and the the kind of changes in their lives that they're making. It's it's the guns and the brute force and, yeah. and the shootouts and the plans never go to never go according to plan. Um, you know, which devolves into the gunfight and, you know, it's, it's what would probably actually happen if somebody tried to pull off an ocean's 11. Right. And the masks, man, they got, they got their mask game on point in this iconic, iconic. Um, the love story was a, a good way to weave it through too. And it was interesting. It was a different telling of, 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 of a meeting of people. It was, I don't know. It's kind of weird, kind of, kind of off. But it it still works. Was this Ben Affleck's first directorial? It may have been. It was back in two thousand ten. Um, was it was either this or or Argo? Was Argo, Argo was twenty twelve? It was okay. Yeah. Um, trying to find it here. Uh, no, he did Gone Baby Gone first. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Which was another great fucking movie. Yeah, Affleck really he knows how to make movies. I'll, I'll give it to him. The guys really good at it this this is kind of didn't he make geely no he didn't direct geely he was in geely which was awful i was that idea i was gonna say (laughs) this is a glaring example of why you are very fucking wrong but uh (laughs) but i'm wrong there so (laughs) i think most of his his uh directed movies are really fucking good um I, I can't say all of them because I, I don't know if I've even seen all of them, but most of the movies he's directed are really. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you completely on that. And let's, uh, we were talking about it before we got into the show. Let's talk about Jeremy Renner in this. Cause we've seen Jeremy Renner in a few things fairly recently. And he's just such a lovable, sweet guy, Cur- like curmud- a lovable curmudgeon. Yeah. Even if he's a little sour at times, he's still, it's like, man, I'd like to hang out with that guy. Um, not in the town. Don't go no. to the town and hang out with Jeremy Renner. Cause this guy, you don't want to hang out with and you don't want to even see in public. He is a scary, scary man. And I don't, I don't like him. Yeah. He's, he's definitely the, I don't want to call him the villain, but he's the, he's the antagonist for sure. Yeah. And it's it's phenomenal. Great job to everybody in this movie. I had never seen this before. This is yeah, the first time I watched, watched it. it. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you picked it because I'd been meaning to watch it for a long time, and and I just never got around to it. And man, what a ride! Uh, really I found is. out there's also a director's cut that adds another like half an hour to the movie. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. I, I don't think great I've seen things. That. Yeah, I have to find that cut for sure. You know, really good uh, supporting roles in this film too. John Hamm as the FBI agent, uh, Blake Lively um, as as the the sister of Jeremy Renner's character, and she plays the like kind of oxied out, coked out, trashy person, and she plays it so well. Like she was really good in this role, like really good. John Hamm was just man. He he's he nails these types of roles where. He could be kind of fun loving in air, but he's he's not fucking around. He is yeah. absolutely not fucking around. He plays a great FBI agent. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what a great movie. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um awesome heist movie, awesome movie all around. I I really enjoyed this. Check it out. It is the town. It's currently streaming on HBO Max and Netflix. 
Well, boys, those are our those are our picks this week. Um, check them all out. Some great heist movies. Hope you love heist movies as much as we do. But we got some more pressing matters to get on to. Let's talk some movie news. Uh, we focused mainly last week on Super Bowl trailers. So a couple of little news items we wanted to touch on kind of slipped through the cracks. So let's go back and hit them. Um, firstly, Netflix and Take Two have officially announced the long-awaited Bioshock movie. Guys, yeah. how excited are we for this? I'm really fucking excited for this. Uh, these are great games. It's a phenomenal story. And there's been rumors of this happening behind the scenes for some years now. So I'm I'm excited to finally get like specific news about it, that it is happening. And it's coming to Netflix, which makes me happy that I think this is a studio that can do some real good stuff with this IP. I do yeah, wish um, we had more specific news because I'm I'm gonna reserve my hype a little bit. I'm 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 moderately hyped. I I love Bioshock and I I hope they do this justice. They can they've fucked up a couple of big IPs before, so my my confidence in Netflix is shaken. I think it's fair, I, and I don't know if it's so much my confidence in Netflix so much as it's my confidence in people making video game shows and movies because lately anyway yeah sometimes they they get this i don't know what i'm seeing in some of the the halo trailers and stuff is they're really wanting to tell their own story using all these same characters and it's like well that's cool we'll be in a different universe but you gotta really you gotta capture the essence still you can't just go off on a tangent and have and capture the same same eyes that that want to watch this show um, you know, Arcane flipped it over and they did something completely different and it worked and it was amazing. Um, but if if you try and stray too much away from the feeling of Bioshock and some of the overarching um themes and stuff, you're you're gonna lose people in the first couple of episodes. You gotta nail it right away. Thankfully, this one's gonna be a movie. Yeah. So that's something. Um my only concern is that it I don't know it. Netflix has a pretty well-known phenomenon with their movies where their movies and shows, they all look the same, completely different directors, but there's like a Netflix shine to, to a lot of their originals. I know what you mean. And it's, I'm a little worried that something like Bioshock, which is this completely, you know, fantasy setting or, you know, what, you know what I mean? Steampunky, you know, dystopian look, everything's supposed to be dirty and dingy and underwater and, and kind of horror. Like, you yeah, yeah. Into that too. Where, and I'm a little worried that Netflix is going to make it a Netflix property. Gleam it up a bit. Yeah. And I just, uh, that's my only worry really. Like yeah. I'll watch something, take the characters, do an original story. I understand that because those same people who complain about it, uh, would watch something that's a perfect adaptation of a of a game story wise, and be like, "Well, I already know what happened, so why would well, I watch is, it?" This is what I've already this played. Is the same yeah, thing. I get yeah. that. I get that. So, like, I, I'm not as worried about something like that. Like, yeah, give me give me a new story. Sure, I don't care. Do something with it. Whatever. But I, I'm I'm more worried aesthetically that they're going to ruin it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm all for new stories and stuff. It's it's when they divulge so greatly that you're just it, it's it's unrecognizable you know 
The biggest thing that I, I could think of, again, going back to the Halo show, is that they're now saying that it's confirmed that we're going to see Master Chief's face. And a bunch of people are like, oh, finally, oh, great. And it's for me, I, I feel like it's it's unmasking something that doesn't it's like unmasking Michael Myers. Like, yeah, this this is something that that shouldn't be done, in my opinion. And it's like, well, maybe this show is not quite what I'm looking for in, in Halo content. And that's OK. It, it might be for some other people. Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, it's it's OK to change it up, but let's. Let's try to stick to some of the core values of where you're getting this content. You need to have that. You need to have your, you, you need to understand what it is that the fans of the franchise hold sacred. Yeah. And work around that. That's it. Right. That's all you have to do to make it good. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Netflix does with this. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I get being on, on our heels, but. Right now, I'm a little more excited than I am on my heels just because, like I said, we've been waiting for years for even just an ounce of news, and we finally got it. So yeah, I'll, I'll hold this hype up until maybe the first trailer, and hopefully it's not too disappointing. Fair enough. Oh, what else is going on here? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the news that came out of the Paramount Plus investors presentation a few weeks ago. Um, I, for one, have been really loving Paramount Plus. Uh, there's a lot of great content. Uh, 1883, the Yellowstone spinoff has been absolutely phenomenal. We got some news that more episodes have been ordered, uh, getting a season two season one, just wrapped. Uh, they finished the last episode on Sunday and man, what a ride it was. Definitely need more of that. They also announced another new Yellowstone prequel called 1932. Uh, they're just going to run Taylor Sheridan ragged. Um, and you know what? I'm fine with it because the man is producing some of the best TV out there lately. Yeah. Keep, keep writing good stuff. As long as he, you know, doesn't get burned out, uh, let him turn out every story he wants to tell because he can do no wrong right now. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so that's a little thing. Uh, there was also another Yellowstone spinoff, which takes place simultaneously at Yellowstone that was announced called four sixes. Um, that takes place at a Texas ranch. Um, that's, that's also very excited for, there was kind of a backdoor plot or a pilot in season four of Yellowstone, uh, for it. And I'm re- I'm excited to see where they go with that. Very cool. A lot of Westerns. That's nice. Yeah. I'm, it's a, a Western Renaissance. West, West Renaissance, West Renaissance, Western, <laughs> Western Renaissance. <laughs> we did it. We got there. Yeah. Western. Okay. We're going to settle on Western Renaissance. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Nobody could do better than that. Sweet. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got some more Netflix news. Let's talk about how Netflix will be producing four new Dave Chappelle comedy specials. Oh, wow. They just dug in, didn't they? Yep. Um, This is big deal, I guess, because Dave Chappelle's said some shitty things about trans people. Um, I, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like make your special. People are still going to his shows by the millions. I understand that it's still a cash cow and that's really all Netflix cares about. They they did the math and apparently doing four more specials is going to make them more money than dropping him. So whatever i guess i mean i'm not particularly gonna watch them so you know there's other things 
happening with Netflix besides Dave Chappelle that are turning me away from Netflix, them raising their prices, their, their weird production that you, you were pointing out. Um, there's, there's some things about Netflix that I'm not super thrilled about lately. And this is just an, another tally on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, the controversy sells and Dave Chappelle is probably, I mean, who are the, what are the most controversial names right now? Joe Rogan's going to be at the top of the list, but Dave Chappelle's name is up there. Yeah. So I, I can't be terribly surprised that they're going to venture to see what they can get out of him. My fear is that what they're going to get out of him is going to be some hot fucking garbage. And not only are they going to look like fucking failures, but well, I mean, I guess that's it. I mean, yeah, let, him I ruin, think, let him ruin I his legacy. I, I guess. Yeah, I he's already ruined his own fucking reputation. I don't give a shit about Chappelle anymore. My but. thing is, it's like I, I love Chappelle's comedy, his past comedy. I love going back yeah. and watching some of his stand up. He's a very, very, but very gifted comedian, very funny man. But this hinders he's, his ability to be funny. He's not he's as funny a fucking now. Chip on his shoulder now, and he's uh, not fucking funny anymore because he's just fucking riding this chip on his shoulder. And it's this weird, like TED talk. It's this weird. Dave Chappelle TED talk instead of just a fucking funny show. And it's, it, I don't know. It's turning me off. I'm, I'm not as into his shows anymore because it's just not as funny anymore. Yeah. It's more of a, of a uh, old man yelling at cloud. And at this point, can we please, for the love of God, start pointing to this as, as proof that there's no such thing as cancel culture. Yeah, right. Like, fuck, man. People were it, yelling at him for a year about the closer, and here he's got four more specials on the way. Like, it, that is, is that was an actual attempt at canceling him, and it failed. There's no such thing as real cancel culture. Like, here. I'm sick of people being like, oh, well, what about, what about Marilyn Manson? What about Ronnie Radke? You know, they just name a bunch of people who have committed crimes, who like went out and did crimes that were heinous. And I'm like, no, that's that's yeah, different. That's being held accountable for your actions. People saying that Chappelle said shitty stuff, which he did, uh, and they're not going to watch him anymore, is just preference. He's yeah. shitty, so I'm not going to support him. That's all that is. No, there's the, not some fucking woke mob coming after him. It's people being like, oh, he's shitty. I'm not going to p- give him my money anymore. The, the panty twisters that cry about cancel culture are the same ones that suckle at the hand of the invisible hand of the free market. Uh-huh. They're also the whiny fucking pussies that don't realize that cancel culture is consequences for when you say something fucking shitty. It's not uh-huh. cancel culture. It's you experiencing some form of comeuppance. The only people who have been truly canceled air quotes are the people who did crimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably. it. If you go out and sexually assault someone, then yeah, you're probably going to go to jail. That's not cancel culture. That's oh, just. I, I kind of think like Corey Feldman got canceled for trying to call out the pedophiles. There's the real cancel culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's like, not that's not fucking a woke mob. Like, right, exactly. No, up. That's, none of them want to talk about how Colin Kaepernick asshole. hasn't played football since 2016. Yeah, that's that's some rich fucking piece of and Aaron shit. Aaron Rodgers gets the MVP of this. <laughs> Oh man, Aaron Rodgers got to host Jeopardy and be the NFL MVP. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick knelt on the ground for 30 seconds and hasn't played football in seven years. But sure, I, I bet you, let's talk I about Cancel Dave I Chappelle just both. got four more comedy specials approved. 
I bet you both $20. One of the first jokes in this very first special coming out from Dave Chappelle will be about how he was canceled. You guys catch the video of him You're 100% at right. like a like a town hall recently? Yeah, I did. It was yeah. up there petulantly threatening to pull his money from some investment if the town goes ahead with low income housing too close. <laughs> he's he's become uh, the shit that he used they to did ridicule. It. They, they they backed off on it. They're yeah. only gonna put three hundred thousand dollar houses up in that neighborhood. What a shitty little man. what a piece of shit oh god all right he's gonna be talking about how he was canceled in the very first special coming up just like joe rogan was broadcasting to 11 million people per episode that he was canceled Uh uh-huh his number one podcast in the world and he's like well he's so canceled we're not white men aren't given a platform anymore i've been canceled (laughs) god damn it (laughs) oh man and people buy into that shit i just don't Fuck off. Fuck. Uh anyway, we're we're getting a little there on time. Let's talk about one last thing. Did you guys happen to check this link I posted uh about how the Oscars are have decided not to telecast eight of their awards this year? Yeah, I was reading something about this yesterday, I think. <laughs> um <laughs> man, the Oscars have become a real joke. It's a fucking shit show. It's it's worse than some of these like half-assed game award shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they and it's all on their on them. Like the game awards and shit is clearly marketing ploys. Yeah. Blah blah blah. The the get Grammys are corrupt. Cheesy. Yeah. But like the Oscars had real clout for a long time. Like they let independent people vote on these movies, you know, like critics and and you know not just insiders and studio heads and shit like that but people lord of the rings were winning oscars like Uh a lot of them they were sweeping oscars like (laughs) and now they've just become this absolute joke joke they they, all right here's the eight awards they decided they're that are not worthy of being shown on tv best documentary short uh film editing makeup and hairstyling original score Production what? design. Original score? Uh-huh. Uh, animated short, live action short, and sound production. I mean, there's a couple in there that's like, oh, maybe. Yeah, great. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Then again, but fucking- like the, the amount of people that are, are doing stuff like that that like should be recognized. We should recognize a lot more of these film industry people. And that's really what these are a nod to, right? But some of them, like original score. Film editing? Just like, gonna cut out yeah. danny elfman from the from yeah, the oscars fuck, fuck danny elfman <laughs> oh jesus it's it's just ridiculous film editing original score makeup and hairstyling production design are huge categories massive massive categories like are you know makeup and design know. is such a broad thing these days because of how much they actually do like i don't know that's crazy yeah. to me it's so stupid. And they wonder why last year's Oscars were the lowest rated ever. Also, you can get a couple watched. more jokes out of what? Who? Uh, who do they? Br- uh, uh, here we go. Uh, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. Ugh. Amy Schumer. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Those, don't even, those, those wouldn't be funny jokes anyway, but delivered <laughs> by Amy Schumer is going to be so much worse. Oh, uh, Jesus. Wanda Sykes is cool, though. 
the films this year were also ridiculous. They left out a bunch of, of really noteworthy movies got completely snubbed. And I don't know. It's just, fuck it. They mean nothing anymore at this point. I understand that they still carry clout within the industry, but that's why it's the fact that they don't, nobody relates to any of what they're doing anymore. It's, it's become the Grammys of, of awards. It's now the Grammys and the Grammys mean nothing. So here we are. I don't know. It, it really, it's, it's really odd to me because I remember watching these award shows, the Oscars growing up and, it was movies that we were watching. Like it was movies that everybody was watching. That's why the biggest movies of the year were winning all the fucking awards is because they were, they were popular. It was good. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't just Oscar bait movies, you know? Yeah. And you definitely had Oscar bait mixed in there and they were winning and stuff too. But when you could have something like a Lord of the Rings come through and take score and makeup and um, supporting roles. And, yeah. yeah. Like that, that was, that was fun to watch that, that got people going. It was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Two towers is winning shit. Like I love that. And now I don't even know like half the movies and I go in and it's like, Oh, well I guess I should watch these movies and I start watching them and they're dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. I mean, and it's, I don't know. It's, let's see, what, what are, what even are the best picture noms this year? Let me look, let me pull it up here real quick. Cause all right. Best picture. Um, all right. I've heard of most of them. I've seen a few, but there were a lot of snubs. Like, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about the last duel and it's not been nominated. Uh, don't look up made the list. And I don't know. We've talked, we, we argued about don't look up a little bit. But it's controversial. <laughs> it's just yeah, I don't know. I, I have thoughts on that movie and it was fine, but I don't think it's a best picture worthy film. No. Oh no. King Richard is Oscar bait. Yeah. Um, I've heard really good things about the power of the dog, frankly, but like I said, there's some things that deserve to be there. There's a lot of stuff that just gets completely snubbed, even though they were fantastic, groundbreaking movies, and it's just side story. It's more remake? politics than anything, and it probably always has been, but Green oh yeah, they did. They remade that. Did that? I I heard like nothing out of that movie as soon as it dropped. Which one? The Green Knight. Yeah, that that one got completely snubbed. Not a single nomination, even though it was, in my opinion, or at least not my opinion. I haven't watched it yet. I'm not going to fake it. Uh, I've heard great things. It, it's get it. It's it got unanimous praise as being a, a like a really good movie. So I don't know. How does West Side Story get get a nod? Like it it won't win, <laughs> but. It's it's a fucking remake. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's Spielberg, that's what pisses me off. This is just a I mean, name probably, drop game. Yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's politics. Yeah, it's probably always been politics, but they they've just dropped the veneer. No one cares about it anymore. Everyone can see through it now, and then they're dropping some good categories from being fucking televised. I don't know. It's bad. Shitty hosts. Shitty ceremony. Not worth it. Move on. And with that, we're gonna move on to the end of the show. Because we talked about everything we're going to talk about today. So don't forget to check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Discord. We have a Discord. Come join us. Let's talk about the Oscars and other shit. Um, ThreeGuysOneUp.com. You can find a list of all our past recommendations. You can also find a link to our Patreon where you can click that link 
join as a patron give us five dollars per month and uh we will keep making sweet sweet podcasts um and with that we'll be back next week good night everyone